Welcome, and thank you for streaming this sermon. At Heritage Baptist Church, we believe that the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus can truly change lives. So it is our hope and prayer that this service stirs up your affection for Christ and helps you to draw closer to Him. For more information, please visit hbchazlett.org. If they don't know me by now, then they're in trouble. Matter of fact, after I preach on music, I might want them to refer to me as somebody else. I, I will say that we've been, I appreciate Pastor allowing me to do this. We've been studying this for quite a while, and I'm not an authority on music. I just love music. If you know me, you know I love music. And music has always been a part of my life. I sang my first special in church when I was five years old, and I can still remember the, the song I sang. Uh, there at the Assembly of God Church, where I was raised. That's why I got a little fire in me. Uh, I got a double go- dose of the Holy Ghost. No, just kidding. Uh, but uh, but I, I love music. And, you know, down through time, sometimes where we're born and where we're uh, reared in our life depicts our music sometimes uh, instead of the Bible. And the Bible should always depict our, our music and, uh, and, and guide us in our music. And so in the next uh, few weeks, we're going to be studying music. Tonight, I want to start just on a ba- biblical basis, just laying a foundation. And we'll get there in a minute, but turn, go ahead and turn to Psalm 98. Psalm 98 tonight, and we're going to look at uh, many things about the foundation of music. And probably the first three of these lessons will be just foundational. The last two will be... Uh, more practical, and hopefully there'll be a help to you. Uh, I can't tell you necessarily what kind of music to listen to, but God can. And there's parameters and there's, uh, there's, there's uh, standards that we set to listen to our music. Uh, and can I remind you that I looked at a statistic on this, and here's what it said, that, uh, that uh, people listen to an average of four and a half hours of music a day. That's 31 and a half hours of music a week. Uh, and what that is talking about, the music that we directly listen to. There's music that we indirectly listen to and don't even know it. You ever go into a restaurant, right? You go into a bank, you go into anywhere. Nowadays, there's music playing. Uh, we have more access to music today than we ever, thanks to Spotify and Pandora. And uh, nobody listens to the radio anymore, uh, necessarily. We have Bluetooth, everything in our ears. And, uh, you know, and, and music is everywhere we go. And, and music is a part, by the way, God created music. Not man, God created music for His glory. And so we're going to look at those things. So there's over 700 and 750 verses in the Bible that reference to music uh, and and can I just say that uh, God is interested in music. God is interested in music. Uh, when you're studying something, you always go back to first mention. Where was it first mentioned? Uh, the first mention of music in the Bible was in Genesis. You can write these down. Genesis chapter 4, verse 21. And then in chapter 4, you're getting the lineage of Cain. In chapter 5, you get the lineage of Seth. Uh, Adam and Eve had another child uh, after they had uh, the first two, then they came in Abel, then they had a third child named Seth. That was a good seed that came through him. Bad seed came through Cain. Necessarily there was some good in there. But uh, Lamech had a child and his name was Jubal. And here's what it says about him in, in Genesis 4.21. It says, And his brother's name was Jubal. He was uh, the father of all such that handled the harp 
and the organ. Now the organ back in those days wasn't the organ like we have over here today. And we're going to talk about instruments later on. Uh, but he was the, the, the inventor of them. He was the one God gave the knowledge to, uh, to use this. In other words, this means that music has been in every generation since probably even Adam and Eve. I was studying a little bit about music the other day. I thought this was interesting. In the early times, they would take turtle shells and beat on them. I thought, that's pretty cool, right? I'm going to try that. Anybody got a turtle they want to donate or sacrifice for the cause? But we have music in the beginning. But let me also remind you, as God has music, there's somebody else who loves music also. In Ezekiel chapter 28, and you can read verses 12 through 19, it talks about when Satan came and he said, I want to be like God, I want to be equal with God. And one thing that, that is said about him in verse 13, it says, The workmanship of thy tabrets, which is a, 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 what we would say today, tabrets in those times were a tambourine type thing. It, was a, it would have had a parchment skin on it with little clingy things that would, you know, like we use a tambourine today. And, uh, and you know how much pastor loves his tambourine. You know, can't get it out of his hand sometimes. And it says, And thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou were created. So God is saying this to Satan, that when you were created as a cherubim, and that's what he was, he was created to be, was a cherubim, that he was created with music in him. He was created with the ability to uh, either make a musical sound or musical uh, or singing through whatever we don't know exactly but it is said that you that he had the tabret and he had the organ in him that he had or the pipes in him in other words he had the ability to have music I think just as God has everything Satan has a, a copy of it in a wicked way by the way I believe there's more bad music in, in the world than there is good music I don't go down the road and hear the guy next to me roll, and roll my window down and hear, I'll fly away, oh glory. Usually it's boom, 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 you know, and your car's shaking there. I'm like, who cares about your music? Why does everybody have to hear it? Why is it so popular that you got to have it so loud that everybody, and you wonder why this generation goes, huh? Turn your music down. I'm not blaring my, you know, Clark family, you know, uh, praise to God, or, you know, and I don't blare that. Well, I probably do because I am a little bit hard of hearing, but, uh, you know, as we think about music and we think about what God has given us, it has been in the beginning of time. And can I say that there's, I read this the other day and it has stuck with me. There's no such thing as contemporary, traditional, and things like that. There's scriptural and there's non-scriptural. That's it. We, that's, that is the breakdown of music. There's non-scriptural, and then there's scriptural music. And so I want you to go to Psalm 98, if you will. And we're going to look at this entire psalm. And I want you to see four things in this psalm that hopefully will help us. And for all of you young people, the music matters thing up there, that is a cassette. Everybody, uh, me and, uh, me, or Miss Tanya was in the office the other day having cassettes, trying to uh, get them on the computer. And she says, oh, just let me rewind this. I'll be back in a little while, right? Y'all remember those days? I mean, some of y'all remember, you know, the vinyls, I know. But uh, I remember the 8-track as far as I went back. Uh, but, you know, you mash rewind, and then if it tore, you could put a little piece of tape on it and hopefully save it, you know. And then in your music back in those days, you know, you would have a little skip part because you put a piece of tape in it. But good old days, right? So anyway, some of your parents got to explain to your kids what those are. All right, look at uh, Psalm 98. By the way, this psalm is the only one that is named a psalm. 
That's just the title of it is a psalm. It's the only one in the Bible uh, that gives that title. Notice what it says in verse 1. It says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. By the way, if you read over, I think it's Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52 in verse 10, I think it is. It talks about his holy arm. Then you read Spurgeon's notes on that. It, it says when it says his, his right hand, that's his hand of power. That's his hand of victory. He's gotten us the victory. But when it talks about his holy arm, it is as a picture of a man that rolls his sleeves up and, and, and performs a, a duty of victory. That's, that's what God has done for us. And you have to read that from Spurgeon. It's a lot more eloquent than what I just said it. But here he is. He has gotten us the victory. Notice what it says in verse 2. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the earth make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp and with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With the trumpets and the sound of the cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar. Even, even the, the creation praises God. And notice what he says. He says, let the sea roar in the fullness thereof in the world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh. To judge the earth with righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. Notice what he says here. He says in verse 5, he says, sing unto the Lord. He says in verse uh, 4, sing praise. He says in verse 1, sing unto the Lord. And that's what we'll talk about today. Notice, if you will, we'll preach on the, the subject of music matters. Father, we love you. Thank you for the night. God, thank you for your goodness to us. And Lord, thank you for your promise that you have given us in the Bible that you're coming back again. And Lord, that we look forward to that day. Lord, when in eternity we'll be able to sing your praises. Lord, I pray that you bless tonight. God, I pray that you calm my nerves. pray that you'd have me to say everything that you'd have me to say and not what I want to say. Lord, direct us in this area of music. We love you and thank you. Amen. Notice, if you will, number one, what, we, what should we sing? What should we sing? Well, it says in verse 1, sing unto the Lord, what? A new song. What is that new song? Matter of fact, if you look up the word new in their Strong's Concordance, it means a fresh. It means a fresh song. In other words, here's, here's what we ought to do because in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, we're to sing about the new life. That's what verse 1 is speaking of, that he has gotten us the victory. We should sing unto him. We should sing praises to him. And, how, and what should we sing? We should sing a new song. There are 50 commands in the Bible to sing. That's pretty good, isn't it? By the way, there's only really four that say go into all the world, but there's 50 that say sing. So it's important that we sing. Uh, I, I, I go to a lot of churches different times, and God's been good to me and let me go around the world a lot and, and be in different churches. And, and can I say the greatest churches, and me and Pastor always say this, we can judge how the service is going to go by how you are singing. When you are not singing... I'd just rather just go home sometimes. <laughs> I know it's going to be tough. I'm just, we're just speaking honestly. 
but man, when you're singing, it, it, it makes a difference up here. And, and I know you're not singing for me. We're singing to the Lord. But can I just remind us is that we are to sing. We're to sing a new song. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. I, I'm glad I can sing. Uh, the old account was settled long ago. I'm glad we can sing about the newness, that we can sing about what God has done in our life. We're singing the song of Zion. We're singing the song of heaven. Listen, when we get to heaven, we are going to be singing. And, uh, and we'll look at that later, but I'm just saying that what should we sing? What, we should sing a new song. We should sing a new song. Why is that? Because we're a new creature. I'm a newborn. I've been changed. All my life has been rearranged. Aren't you glad you're saved today? Notice number two, why should we sing? He shows us that in verses 1 through 3. Notice the next part of that. He says, sing unto the Lord a new psalm. But notice what else he says. He said, he hath done marvelous things. By the way, we could stay here all night, all year, all decade talking about the marvelous things God does. If you haven't stopped in the last few days and just go, wow, God's good, then something's wrong. Because I'm telling you, wow, God's good. And even if everything is, you, see, you think it's going bad in your life, whoa, God's good. He's always good. That's all He can be is good. We just need to recognize it. Notice what he says. He says he's done marvelous things. Uh, his right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. Aren't you glad he's made it known? And specifically it's talking about to Israel here uh, that what God was doing with them. He was revealing himself to them. But can I remind you that through his word he has revealed himself to us. Salvation is not really a mystery. It's, it is a known. It's known. Why? Because God has showed it to us. He said that, and you're going down there, he hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, all the ends of the earth, have seen the salvation of our God, that God has revealed it. Why should we sing? Why should we sing? We should sing because God has done great things. Victory in Jesus. When you sing victory in Jesus, I can't count how many times I've probably sung that song in my life, and you probably can't either. We've sung victory in Jesus all of our life. Can I just remind you, when we forget about it, we can just sing it. I, can, I don't know, Pastor says this all the time. I can sing songs without even thinking. Matter of fact, I mess them up sometimes when I start thinking about them. You know? Uh, and I was, telling, I was telling somebody not so long ago about, I, uh, there are certain songs I've sung a hundred times, you know, as specials. And I never will forget, God humbled me one time. Well, God's humbled me many times. This is just one of my many stories. I went to a big Christian school over in Milton, Florida, uh, when, back when I was in evangelism, and they wanted me to come sing. I think they had three or 4,000 students. Actually, it was three or 400, but it felt like 4,000, 6,000 that year, that day. And my cousin was preaching, and then I was singing. I got to the piano, and I'd sung. I just started living 642,000 times. Got to the piano, dun 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 dun, dun. I just started... Let me start over, sorry. 400, 500 students, 6,000, ever how many was there. I got there and I, I mean, I, could, I couldn't remember a word to that song. You know what I said before I got there? My, my cousin said, you don't have a book or anything? I said, no, nah, I got these songs now. So I said, you know what, I, I, I've sung, I know a man who can 560 times. I'll be able to do that. I said, I'll just do another song, sorry about that. And I got, I can't hear. What's that? Oh, I can't think of that song either. I was like, man, I'm fixing to just sing Amazing Grace. I think I know that one. But I'm telling you what, I, I literally, I, I think I half did one song with some other music in it. I think I changed the lyrics to everything. 
I got off that piano and it was like, I slid back to my seat. And when, they, when, my, when my cousin was giving the invitation, I went outside. I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody. You know, and, and that was, I, back in those days, I had CDs. You know, I was, I was going to sell CDs there. The, the administrator said, bring your CDs. I, I, I put them back in the car. I was in the car. I rolled the windows up. I didn't want to talk to nobody. My cousin got in the car and said, what in the world happened to you? I said, I think I had a mini stroke. I don't know. I, I said, I couldn't think of nothing. And, and later on, God kept reminding me, you can do it, but not without me. And, and, and listen, God so many times can humble us in ways. And, and, and even though you're familiar with victory in Jesus, listen, it ought to be new to you every time you sing it. Every time you sing uh, the, the songs like we sung tonight, it ought to be new to you. It ought to be just as if you got saved this morning and you're singing about the newness. You remember when you got saved? In 1994, June 1st, 1994, I got saved and my life was changed for the glory of God by, by the grace of God. And I'm telling you, when I started to sing, I've sung before I saved. Matter of fact, I sang in churches. Can I tell you this? I was singing in a family group when I got saved. Ain't that something? I'm not sure if they were even saved. Uh, but I sang with two family groups, and I tell you, I don't want to ever be a part of that industry again because it's entertainment. A lot of it is. And I could tell you stories from behind the bus, what happens behind the bus, but I'll, I'll save that to you. But I was singing with family groups at that time, and, and I got saved because, listen, it wasn't about, you can sing in the flesh. You can sing these hymn songs in the flesh, but the moment you get saved, those songs change to you. Are you washed in the blood? Well, yes, I am. Uh, there's power in the blood. Yes, there is. Why? Because I know it. It's kind of like me singing a surgical song. I don't have a clue what surgery is unless I'm one on the table, right? But listen, I, I'm singing about my Savior. I'm singing. That's why I should sing. Because of what He has done for me. What He has done in my heart. Listen, God has been good to you. If you're saved tonight, uh, He has been good to you. We need to remember why we sing. Why do we sing? Well, we sing because of what He's done. But also, look back over at Psalm 96. Look at Psalm 96. You're already close over there. Psalm 96, he says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord, all your earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless His name. Show forth His salvation from day to day. You know why you should sing? To show forth His salvation. To, to praise Him. To show forth Christ. Declare His glory among the heathen. His wonders among all the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. We're, we're to sing to praise Him. To uplift Christ. Our music is not about us, right? When I was growing up, I wanted to be a country music singer. I was on my way. I was singing at the festivals, the fairs, blah, 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 blah. Who cares, right? My last singing was on the front porch of an antique house of a, in the historical uh, downtown Century, Florida. Big city, big time. But my, 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 my best singing was at the Peanut Festival in Jay, Florida. I sung inside of a silo. Great acoustics. And, uh, but I, I, had my, I had my sight set out, and man, I, I, I went to a competition and sung on TV and all this stuff. I thought, man, here I go. 
And God saved me. And I'm telling you what, my music changed. Why? Because my direction changed. Right? Uh, you know, you, you, don't, you wouldn't expect to go into a bar and hear, Amazing Grace. Oh, I love this song, Bo. Right? You wouldn't expect to go in Walmart and hear, you know, a hymn playing, would you? By the way, we were in North Carolina for Christmas this year. I was talking with a missionary about And on the windy sign, it said, Our Savior is born. Hallelujah, or something like that. I drove past it twice. So I was like, can they get away with that? Man, isn't it good that we can sing praises of Him? You know another reason why we should sing is because it helps us to remember. January, February, March, and April, May and June and July. I still have to do that from time to time. And to be really honest, I had to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I get so scared whenever you watch cop shows and they say, can you start at G and go to Z? And I'm like, oh, oh. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, right? I, I, I get scared. Boy, if he told me, could you start at R and go to the end? Like, I don't know. I have to sing the song. Uh, roll your wind up real quick and start singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. Got it, right? I mean, that's how I learned my ABCs was singing them, right? How many of you could sing songs that you learned in children's church when you were a kid? How, how many of you could sing the, the, the songs of the books of the Bible? That's how I learned the books of the Bible at 20-something years old, 20 years old. I learned by singing them. But you know what? The children of Israel learn the scripture and they learn a lot about God by singing unto Him. Why? Because it helps us remember. Songs are a lot easy to remember. Listen, I, I, wish I, had, I wish I had a great memory. I don't, but I could sing. I have songs up there. Somebody asked me one time, how many verses you got memorized? I said, not many, but you name a song and it's up here in the Rolodex somewhere. Songs just stick in my head. I, that's just the way I've always been. But can I say we ought to sing to lift up the name of Christ. That's why we should sing. And then in verse 4, I want you to notice something. He tells us who should sing. In verse 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Right? He says this several times in these psalms here. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That, that, who are we to do it? Notice over in, in Psalm 100, he says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. He says everybody should make a, a joyful noise unto the Lord. It, listen, there are people who have a talent to sing, but, there are, but everybody has the ability to sing. I was thinking about Miss Bobby Van Fleet. Sundays when she's here, she can't, obviously she has no voice, no vocal ability, but she always does this. She scares some of y'all Baptists too. She's raising her hand. She needs to go sit down. Right? No, she's, that's, that's, how she, that's how she prays. I mean, hallelujah, if I didn't have a voice, I'd use something. Maybe we need to give her a tambourine or something. I don't know. That'd be awesome. Some of those on your fingers, you know, because we're Baptists. You can't get the real thing. But, you know, uh, but who should sing? Who should sing? Well, we should sing. God has saved us. Listen, the heathen shouldn't sing. Why? Because they don't know our Savior. But my soul, listen, if the Christian can't sing, and Pastor says all the time, make a joyful noise. It don't have to be that good. Just don't stand by me. I can tell you, I, I'm close to someone who cannot sing on key. I'm very close to her. <coughs> 
She's not in here, but I'm going to be careful. But if I'm on the key of A, she's on the key of Z. You know? But she gives it all she's got. And that's all God asks for. Listen, by the time it gets to heaven, it sounds good. He's got filters somewhere that makes it sound good. Right? It's kind of like you hear most people sing today. You're like, oh, they have a beautiful voice. They fix it on the, on the CD and stuff. We have pitch uh, you know, controls and things like that when you sing on radio. They can, they can control your voice. And then you hear somebody live, you're like, oh, they're horrible. But yeah, because they fixed it, right? Listen, when we get to heaven, we're all going to sound the same. You know what I say today? I quote Pastor a lot because I'm with him a lot. I hear him preach a lot. But Pastor always says, you know what? God could have made the world in black and white. He could have made all the food taste the same. And he could have made all of our voices sound the same, but he didn't. I'm glad he gave us harmony. I'm glad he gave us sopranos and altos and tenors and basses and baritones and some people that someone else. He gave us all, right? I mean, hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. And what's amazing to me is to hear a child sing. And by the way, we have a lot of blessed children in our church that can sing. You take the leper family that sung, man, Lauren just, I just, man, I just don't like her because she sings so well. And Adam and Henry, man, hallelujah, thank God for that. Miss Ava, and all these kids coming up, aren't you glad that they can use their voice and they can sing? Why? Because God's given us all that ability to do it. Maybe we're not all gifted in that area. Maybe not all of us should have a mic in our hand. Right? But listen, we, we, when we sing to an audience of one and God is our audience, listen, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, voice you have. You should let her fly. Amen. One thing I... I, mm, I by the way, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Michael at hbchazlet.org is my email. Send it to me. <clears throat> but I, I'm just going to be honest. I think sometimes we lose so much stuff when the music is so loud and you can't hear your voices. That's why sometimes, you know, you'll hear the music director go, let's just, let's just do it with our voices. You know what also that does? It makes you sing louder. There's something about when, when a local New Testament church sings together. That there's just something about it when we're all in harmony together and we're singing unto the Lord. And, and listen, go, go back to Psalm 95. Psalm 95, look at verse 1. He talks about who, who should sing. He says, Notice what he says. He says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Notice that he used the word us. Let us sing. We should sing. The, the believers should sing. We should sing unto the Lord. In 96, verses 1 and 2, he, he told us again. He says, Sing unto the Lord a new song. All the earth, sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his uh, salvation from day to day. We should sing unto the Lord. We should sing unto him. A new song. Notice what else it says over in uh, Psalm 101. It says, I love this. He says, I will sing of the mercies and the judgments until, O Lord, will I sing. We should sing unto Him. We should sing unto Him. You know, too many times, and, and I would love to stand up here and say every special I ever sung was for the Lord. But I'd be struck by lightning, right? Because there's been times I've sung for myself or for somebody else. And that's why, if you'll listen now, I've taken away a lot of songs out of my little repertoire that I have. Because they were just, you know, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. I used to sing a song. I'm going to give you the title of it. That way I keep the song anonymous. There was a song I used to sing, and I, people asked me to sing it for years, and I finally sang it. 
And I got out of conviction when I sang it because I was like, this song has nothing to do with nothing. It just has a good little harmony to it. That's really all it was. And I mean, I got under conviction on that song. I quit singing it. And people said, why don't you sing that song anymore? We love that song. I'm like, well, of course you do. Don't say anything about the Lord. It's just a, it's one of those mama songs, right? You know, mama cried, mama died, mama sad, whatever those songs are. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and, and people are like, well, you should sing that. And then there was, there was a couple of those songs I used to sing. And I'm like, I started looking at those songs. And, and boy, I got under conviction. It's like, those songs have nothing to do with nothing. And, and listen, we... I want to make sure my audience is not you. I want to make sure my audience is him. And if my audience and your audience is him, the Lord, then we'll all be in harmony together. Let me give you the last thing. Verses 5 through 9, we see how we should sing. In verses 5 through 9, you can go back and look, but he says to sing with a harp. He says to... Uh, in verse, well, he starts in verse 4. He says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All you earth, make a loud noise and rejoice and sing uh, praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp and the harp and the voice of a psalm. You know, when people, when people sh- if, if somebody was outside of our church during the song service, could they hear us? You know, I, there again, I was raised in the, in the Assembly of God church, and one thing they were known for was singing. And I, I, I love their singing. I was raised, raised in a very conservative Assembly of God church. And uh, I loved our pastor back then. And I still uh, think of him even to this day. He was a good man. Matter of fact, my pastor that I was uh, called underneath, him, him and the other preacher were best. They were coon hunting buddies. Uh, and uh, they didn't get, you know, some things were a little different there, obviously. But, but I will say that I was raised in music. I'm telling you, if you've ever been to the Assembly of God Church, we don't give announcements. We don't have time for that. Right? You do like Pastor does. Read your bulletin. Uh, but we're going to sing for 30, 40 minutes. I used to love, I mean, I, I, can tell you the, I can tell you our piano player, who she was. She was a good lady. Her and her husband on uh, business there in town. And just, just, I love singing. I, I remember the, the singing. But you know how many sermons I can tell you? can't tell you many. But I can remember those song services as a kid. I'm talking about as a kid. Music shaped my life. And I'm talking about good music, too. I'm talking about, but when, when they would sing, buddy, they would sing. I mean, it was, and we used to have those little books that had the shape notes on them. And everybody sung parts back in those days. You know, and everybody find a part, and then some people would just, didn't know parts, they would just sing. And can I say, I, I, I miss those days a lot of times, and, 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 in our churches today, it seems like we're too busy during the song service to sing. That's not time to check your phone and to talk to everybody. That's, that's part of the service. Matter of fact, the sermon and the singing go hand in hand. The revivals of yesterday were, were started by a hymn book and a Bible. And we should sing. Why should we sing? We should sing because of what he's done. And why should we, why should, who should we sing? We should sing unto him. But the last thing is how we should sing is that God has given us a voice. God has given us the ability to sing unto him. By the way, he's given us people the ability to play the organ, play the piano, to play the violin, play the guitar. We're thankful for Brother Shuler, aren't we? We're thankful for Miss Abby, Miss Linda, and Miss. James and uh, Miss Jamie and uh, you know Miss Jessica, there's a bunch of J names, and um, you know we're we're very thankful. If your name's Jay, you could come on out and play. We have kids growing up. I mean, right now that are taking piano lessons that one day I sit over here. There's no greater joy I think as a parent than to see your kids singing to the Lord and using their talents for the Lord. 
You know, I can name pop stars that used to be in a Baptist church, and they went the way of the world. You think of Whitney Houston. She was in the, her family. She was raised in a Baptist church and had one of the prettiest voices, you know, back in the day. And look at where it got her. You can name, name person after person after person who used to use their talents for the Lord, and then they want to use it for the world, and guess what happens? It doesn't go well. Their life doesn't end well. You know why? Because they're not in God's will. Can I say we must sing unto the Lord? I, I want to end with this tonight. Is I want you to think about this. Is When you get saved, you become a new person. You become a new creature. Shouldn't your music be new too? Amen. I, I'm not saying that you can't listen to certain other things. I, you know, if you listen to, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say Andy Griffith, uh, that too. That's good. You know, I, I was going to start. I was going to start the message off. Yeah. Right. Music. Music has always been a part of our life. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and Green Acres is. You know, uh, there's not necessarily nothing wrong with that. Those things, but. It's, it's like somebody said, I was listening to Brother uh, Wilkerson from First Baptist Church of Hamden. He said, music should be like a diet. You want, you better, you better, this better be your diet right here, right? And every now and then, yeah, you may have a cupcake and listen to Ray Stevens or something like that, or, but you better get back on your diet. This better be your steady diet. And, and I'm telling you, there is no greater joy to the Lord, I believe, when he hears his people singing. I like it. I know if he likes it, he must really like it because he's the one who saved you. And as we get on this journey of music, and tonight is the hardest message. Getting started in this is so hard. I wish you could see the notes that I have, and I'm just, I'm overwhelmed myself. I'm like, how do I get this condensed down? The music is full, the Bible is full of music. It starts with music. It ends with music, and then we're going to look at that. When we get in the book of Revelation at the last, uh, last couple sermons, guess what we're doing for eternity? We're singing. And I'll go ahead and get to the punchline. Some of you are going to be playing harps. John, got you a talent, buddy. Right? I, Pastor always picks my figure with you too. Right? I, I'm looking forward to the day when we get to sing for eternity. And why do we sing for what he's done? Has he saved you? Sing praises to him. You know, just sing praises to him. I, I, I love singing and and I want, I want him to be my audience. And I hope he's your audience. And I stand his by us. Because, Father, we love you. Thank you for the night. God, thank you for your goodness to us. And, Lord, it's such a vast subject of music. And, Lord, we can not exhaust all the things there are in your word. But, Lord, I pray that you just give us these principles tonight. And, Lord, as we see that music is important to you. And, Lord, you've given us that ability. Lord, help us to sing to you. Help us to praise you with our voices. Lord, help us to glorify you with our voices. And Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Lord, maybe you just convict people of music and Lord, maybe some things that they need to, to take out of their life and some things they need to put in there. God, I pray that you bless the invitation tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. On behalf of our church and staff, thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons and more information about our church, please visit hbchazlett.org.